Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello world, Shelley Rose Shearer here and Happy New Year. I'm sorry I'm a few days late getting out my message, but we've had some tragedy in our family that I'll share with you in a little bit. And it's just really made it very hard for me to think about even getting in front of a microphone. But you know, I opened up Melody Beattie's book, Journey to the Heart, my meditation book. You know, I, I sometimes will go to it when... I'm just looking for guidance, something I can share with all of you. And honor the beginning is the name of today. Now, I went back to January 1st, and even though it's not the first, this is where I want to focus. Beginnings can be delicate or explosive. They can start almost invisibly or arrive with a big bang. Beginnings hold the promise of new lessons to be learned, new territory to be explored, and old lessons to be recalled, practiced, and appreciated. Beginnings hold ambiguity, promise, fear, and hope. I hope you heard that because all of those things are tied into new beginnings. Sometimes it's just a matter of like me, I need to start this year getting my health back under control, my eating habits. What we eat really affects for me, especially our, the inflammation in our bodies. I've definitely let sugar just get completely out of control. Not a good thing for me because I'm hypoglycemic. And uh, that's how I gain weight and how I am in pain. So the more I eat of crap, the more in pain I am, the more in pain I am, the less I move, the less I move, the more weight I gain. It's a vicious circle. And then the less things I get done, then I start getting depressed about my weight. It goes on and on. So that may not be your issue, but right now I have really in my grief with what's going on in my family and just my own pain and such this past year have really let things slide. I literally cannot even finish to close it or in my cupboard. But you know what? I know that I can battle this because I battled it many times before. So it's not that I'm I'm not definitely not a yo-yo dieter, but I have let life get ahead of me before. I've suffered injuries in the past, and this too is something that I can I can handle because I have made a choice to handle it. So I'm going to kind of integrate in a little bit of the high functioning habits out of my ebook on new habits, it's a new year, with honoring the beginning. Okay, I'm just going to kind of run back and forth with them. So don't let the lessons and the experiences of the past dampen your enthusiasm for beginnings. Just because it's been hard doesn't mean it always will be that difficult. I know for a fact that dieting and getting my diet under control is not that difficult anymore in my life. Oh, did I struggle when I was younger, but I don't anymore. I also came through my teen years with an eating disorder, so that really flavored a lot of my issues in my 20s and and, uh, early 30s, those aren't issues anymore. So I know that I've got this. I've got this. Also, don't let the heartaches of the past cause you to become cynical. I definitely, when I was younger, struggled a little bit with victim and then you start to get, hatred can kind of build up and you get angry. I have issues with my family. We're so dysfunctional that goes on forever. But you know what? As I've gotten older and I realized that I came down here to learn certain lessons, well, 
And that also means I have to open myself up to the fact that the family members that I have are here to help me learn those lessons. And that doesn't mean they're going to be pretty or easy. It just means I'm going to learn the lessons. And the shame in the whole situation would be if I didn't learn the lesson. What was really interesting the other day was I had a conversation with my dementia mother and we talked about things from the past and what had happened and she just has a completely different take on things now. It's like her filters have been removed and it is wonderful. When I just, when I think, you know, why is it someone like my beautiful brother-in-law who's 54 years of age and dying of a brain tumor and is in, in end of life right now? and happened in four months. So we are just not prepared for losing him. And there's my 80 year old mother who can't remember something three minutes after you tell it to her and it's gonna be in a home in the next year, alive and well physically. It's like, what? And you sometimes wonder why? Why can't the roles be reversed? Or I mean, you hate to think bad thoughts like that, but she's lived her life and Bradley has a lot of life in my opinion left to live. But there are still lessons that my mother is here to teach me. And clearly, I'm glad I opened up myself to it because the other day, we just had this amazing conversation that opened up another whole framework of learning and understanding that I wouldn't have had if she wasn't here. And I wouldn't have had that learning if she didn't have dementia. I know that's a tough one. People are always like, you can't put a, a, a spin on everything, Shelley. And I agree with that. You do not always have to be looking for the silver lining. Some things, things are just crappy. But at the same token, when you are sometimes wondering why things are kind of unraveling the way they are, ask yourself, always, is there a lesson here? And in this case, there was for me. Open yourself wide to all that the universe has to say, and please don't close yourself off to life's magic and promise. Let yourself begin anew. And that's what I've done the last number of years. I have had good coaches, I have done introspective work because I want to learn from the past to have a better future. You know, it's one of my slogans. I know I have a few of them on my websites, and but one of my favorites is learning from the past, changing for the future. I just love that saying, you know, because you, that's all you need to do is just make a choice and change just like that. I made a choice to work on myself so I could better have a better relationship with my family, to forgive the past, and to own my part in it, and to move forward. And I am so grateful I did, otherwise I would not have a relationship with my sister right now that would allow me to be there for her while she is going through what will absolutely be, other than losing a child or grandchild, the worst thing she will ever experience in her, in her life. Her and my uh, brother-in-law are like that love story. Met at 16, married by 19, you know, three beautiful uh, nieces that I love and adore, four gorgeous grandbabies. This is not the new beginning she was looking for, let me tell you that. But it doesn't change the fact that energetically the world goes on, the lessons are there, and in time, they will be there for her to learn as well. My only job right now is to hold space for her and to hold her in my thoughts and be there for her for anything. If it means cleaning a toilet for her, picking up medication or puke, watching her grandbabies, it does not matter what is asked of me at this point. That is the only thing on my agenda right now is being there for her.
and I would not have that opportunity if we were still fighting like all the years that we have fought. Let me tell you, it really changes your perspective when you go through something like this about, you know, are you letting things in your family just become mountains out of molehills? Have you hung on to something from the past that you need to let go? Or are you remembering something that someone else in your family is remembering completely different? All things to think about. So pack your bags. Choose carefully what you bring because packing is a very important ritual. Take along some humility and the lessons of the past. Toss in some curiosity and excitement about what you haven't yet learned. Say your goodbyes to those you're leaving behind. And don't worry who you will meet or where you will go. The way has been prepared. The people you are to meet will be expecting you. A new journey has begun. Let it be magical and let it unfold. And the saying from this uh this day's um, meditation is all parts of the journey are sacred and holy. Take time now to honor the beginning. Well, you know what? That may seem all artsy fartsy, airy fairy, loving, crystally nice, unless you're really in a dark, dark place right now. Then probably you're like, Shelly, screw you. Well, let me tell you, I'm in a dark place right now in grief. I've been in dark places in my past and all I can do is share with you the wisdom and the lessons that I've learned. So if you're looking to make some changes for 2022, let's talk about a couple things that you need to kind of get on your radar. I've been meaning to kind of reformat the ebook that's on the website that I give away for free. And if you want a hard copy, you can order it, I think for $9.99 or something on Amazon. However, I haven't gotten around to it. The points are still the same. It's just, I've, I think it just needs a better layout. But it all starts with the, stem, the um, stems of habits start with choice. You need to choose. You need to make a decision. And it's not like something where it's about willpower because we're going to talk about, you know, six things here. It is about choosing how you want your life to look. Not choosing how you don't want it to look. I would love right now to say, I choose that my brother-in-law never dies. Well, he's going to. Unfortunately, barring a miracle of epic proportion, he is end of life, his brain is full of disease, and he is in a hospital bed right now and may never come home to see his family one more time. It happens so fast. We're just not even prepared. We're almost living in this surreal shock of this can't be happening but it is. Okay. So you want to choose the positive version of whatever it is you think you're going to say in this situation. So I choose to eat well in order to have less pain and be more mobile. And that is definitely one of my things for the new year because I've let my diet go to hell in a handbasket. I've gained 10 pounds. I can't get into my clothes and I'm in a lot of smoke and pain. <laughs> now, some of my pain is caused by grief. Some of my, and so my fibromyalgia flares up when my central nervous system is aggravated. Some of it is caused by my degeneration in my discs. And some of it is caused by the degeneration in the hip that I need replaced. And then others of it is just simply the fact that I am eating poorly and I'm acerbating my issues. Hips are, my hips inflamed, joints are inflamed. You need to make a choice what you want your life to look like. I want to be active for my beautiful little year and a half dog. I want to be active for my beautiful 11-year-old granddaughter. I can't do those things if I'm in a wheelchair. Okay? So I'm making a choice. Then I practice decisiveness. I'm faced with a decision in the kitchen and I choose 
what I want to do and leave behind what I don't want. Decisiveness is a habit. Practicing it over and over again will help you. By the time I was 16, I had an eating disorder. When I finally faced it and went to get counseling and therapy and got in to see a psychiatrist when I was probably 18, 19 years of age, I had to choose. I found, sorry, let me, I found it easier to choose not to throw up what I was eating versus not eating it in the first place. Other people can do it the other way. But for me, I, if I was binging on it, I made the choice in advance that I was not going to get sick. I was not going to make myself sick. I had, I had bulimia really badly. Created a heart murmur and uh, I was under medical care for a number of years. These are the things in our lives that we battle. But I, that's, and that's what did it for me. So it might not work for you, but I know it's a pretty harsh example and kind of gross. I'm sorry, but this is the reality of my life. I had a abuse situation when I was younger. It created a lot of guilt and shame because it was sexual. And I grew up in a very strong Christian home. I've talked about this before, created this eating disorder. You know, we move forward. So decisiveness became a big thing for me. Choosing better and then deciding what I was and wasn't going to do, what I was going to allow in my life and how I was going to handle things. And it's a habit. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Learning. I have spent a lifetime learning and I still am. I will never give that up. I believe that will, I'm a big believer in Jim Quick's work on um, the brain, a brain that is stagnant. I will end up like my mother. I do not want to live in fear that I'll have dementia and Alzheimer's, even though it runs through my family. I have memory issues as it, as it is right now at 56. It's not, I'm not 86, I'm 56. Therefore, I went out to find knowledge that would help me improve that. Better supplementation, good diet, keeping my brain active, learning new things all the time. Okay. If you are looking to make a change in your life, go get knowledge around the subject. I don't care what it is. Hire a nutritionist, get a coach, go for psychiatric help, find a counselor, open up to your friends. Don't keep things, some things in your life a secret. There's a lot of things you can do. And I encourage you to do that. Now, one of the things that when we're going through change and such in our life, and even when we're not, is recovery. Recovery needs to be celebrated more. The whole adage of, you know, uh, multitasking and working your butts off from the 80s, it's baloney. It's been proven psychologically not to work. Let it go. I am the classic overachiever, A-type personality. Yep, control freak. That's how I roll. Man, if I lived in the house I live in now, and I don't mean this house, I just mean the cleanliness of it sometimes or the untidiness. I, I'm a bit of a clean freak, but I got a dog that sheds now. My last dog, of course, was part poodle, so didn't have that problem. Sometimes I sit down in the bathroom, I look down at the floor and go, oh, well, I cleaned the house yesterday. It is what it is. <laughs> That's what dustbusters are for. I've learned to accept that everything just doesn't have to be so or so structured. Maybe for some people it does. For me, it was definitely something I've had, to, I've learned to let go. So recovery, if you do not let yourself have time for rest and contemplation, meditate, you don't quiet your mind, you don't quiet your spirit, you can't focus on healing your body. These things energetically guys are all connected. 
I think I'm going to create a new page on my website, livingwellwithshell.com, on book recommendations. Because I talk about them on the podcast, but I know sometimes I've had a couple messages over the years like asking me again what the book was I recommended in a podcast. And it would be great if you guys could just go there and see the things that I'm reading. You know, read Eckhart Tolle's In the Now if, you're, if, uh, if you are literally struggling with staying present in your life. Right now, that is something I'm practicing greatly. I am practicing and staying in the moment because otherwise I'm just spiraling in grief about my brother-in-law. I'm in the moment of right now for every little happy moment or if there's things, you know, today I got into a very candid conversation with my kids that live with me regarding some of their issues that they were having and I just stayed present, present. My, doesn't matter what my opinion was, my advice until they had got out their story, asked me the question, I contemplated the answer and, and we discussed it. That's staying in the present. When you are listening, waiting to reply, or when you are allowing your past to keep uh, justifying or coming up with solutions, that is not being present and that's not honoring yourself or the person you're with. So really try and stay focused on, on those type of things in this new year. And then the other thing you need to really have is open-mindedness. So that's a perfect follow-up to what I just said. Stay open-minded about things in your life, new learning, um, even if you feel you've been grossly wronged in your life. I can't imagine there's much on the planet that happens to us that doesn't have two sides to the story. And even if someone has treated you terribly, you can still find peace in those situations. Walk away, create boundaries, whatever that might be for you. Learn something new. Ask yourself, did I play a part in this? You know, I, I have very different uh, realizations about my past and, and what happened in my in my life by staying open-minded you know what else is there that's a, my one of my favorite questions what else is there a lesson here do I need to learn something new also don't always assume that everyone is watching the same movie as you I've had so many times in my life where my sister and I have communicated and we've walked away with completely different versions of what was said um it's actually mind-blowing. In fact, I've told the story, I think, many times about how, you know, uh, my ex-husband and I are at a function. We're very young, and uh, Angie goes off crying about something. Then I got home. My ex-husband got me in trouble for what I said. He told me what he thought I said. I said, I didn't say that. I said this. So I phoned my sister right away, and I said, listen, Jerry said this, and, he sh and I'm so sorry. That's not, not what I said. And she goes, that's not what you said. You said this. Three different versions of the exact same incident. So sometimes we, you really just put your ego aside and stay open-minded. And the last thing in creating new habits for this year is execution. All the knowledge in the world won't help you if you don't execute. I got up this morning, got in my sauna. I made myself a healthy breakfast. I will, as soon as I'm done this podcast, go make myself a protein shake with all my vegetables and fruits in it that I normally drink every morning because I want to make better choices and all the choices in the world mean nothing if I don't execute on them. Execution is also a habit. I was in a, what was I in, a business coaching class or something once and this fellow said, so many people are ready, aim, 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 and they never fire. <laughs> now there's a lot of people out there that are ready, fire, and then they're like, okay, well, 
we'll aim later. It's like, yeah, so the bullets left the gun a little late on that one. But there is a happy medium and there people can, what do we call it? Something paralysis. There's a cute little saying and I can't remember what it is, but don't, don't literally let yourself be paralyzed and not able to execute when you want to make change in your life. Okay. Like I say, you can download the ebook for free. It at least has the basics in there and they're just have been proven true over and over again. Years of my own life talking with experts. Um, and because we're dealing with such a, a, a crisis in my own family right now with the, with the potential death of my brother-in-law, my girlfriend reminded me that I had an, an amazing guest on my show just recently. And they talked about the, uh, the fact that someone had done all this research for something like 30 years and wrote this article or book about the five things that the uh, regrets of the dying. Don't let those things be you. Do not live in regret. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. There's a reason for the name of this podcast and let me reiterate it to you one more time. The name of this podcast is what it is because coulda. That's ego. I could have done that. Woulda. Justification. I would have done that if. And then shoulda. Regret. Okay? It happens to so many people, my own self included. It's how we live and that is not how we want to live. So that is why this podcast is called coulda, woulda, shoulda. That is not how the expression goes, by the way. The words are out of sync because this is what we talk about here, about not living in regret, about not letting our egos run our world and our, and our subconscious make up our minds for us. Explore, stay open-minded, learn new things, change. Do not let your past keep you in a holding pattern for the future. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelly at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>